Crowd Podcast. I have a really important topic to cover today. Kids are out of school, it's summertime, and it is pool season in South Texas. But drowning is one of the leading causes of death for children under the age of six. And we are here today and we're joined by Shauna Offield. And Shauna is the owner of South Texas ISR, which is South Texas Infant Swimming Resources. Shauna's going to talk to us about pool safety and about tactics that you can take to ensure that yourself and your children stay safe this summer when going around water. Without further ado, here's Shauna. Hello, we are back and we are recording today with South Texas ISR owner Shauna Offield. Last year, my two-year-old took the ISR, the six-week um, training class, and he has been back for a refresher. And at two years old and, and now three years old, he was swimming all the way across the pool. So it's that time of year where we're getting into pool safety. Um, and we're excited to sit down with Shauna today and talk a little bit about that topic and about the swimming program that, that uh, she has started and run here in Lavernia. Um, Shauna, first off, thank you so much for, for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We are, uh, we're glad to sit down with you first and foremost before we get into the swimming portion and um, a little bit more about your business. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? What brought you to Lavernia? How long you've been in the community? Sure. So I'm a Texas native, born and raised in West Texas up in the Panhandle. I uh, went to college at Tarleton and Stephenville. Um, shortly after college, Craig and I met in college. He joined the Air Force Reserves um, based at Lackland and we lived in Del Rio for a stint. Um, then moved to San Antonio for a few years. We were both born and raised in the country, so the city life was not our cup of tea. Um, so shortly after that, we started looking for some land and found ourselves here. So how long have you been in Lavernia? We bought our land in 2015 and started building in 2016. Um, so we've been here for about five years. Great. Well, um, you started South Texas ISR. You're the owner of that business. Can you tell us a little bit about yes. it? Yes, sure. So ISR stands for Infant Swimming Resource. Um, we train children um, to self-rescue should they find themselves in water alone. Um, and there was no instructors like this in our area. So that's something that I decided our community needed. Well, with you being the expert, we're getting into <laughs> into, uh, into pool season, um, which starts pretty early here in Texas. But with the, the kickoff of summer, what advice do you have for people in this community about pool safety? So most people are not aware that drowning is actually the leading cause of death in children ages 1 to 4. Um, it's the second cause of death in children ages 5 to 14. It can wow. take as little as 20 seconds and as little as 2 inches of water. And it's completely silent. So it's not like the movies where people are flailing and screaming. Um, you know, once a child is submerged, they're not able to make noise. So most of the time, mm -hmm. people are around and don't even know what happens. Wow. Um, so ISR emphasizes, we call it our five layers of protection. Okay. Supervision being the first. This is also the most important. So, of course, if you're, if you're supervising your child... Nothing should happen, hopefully. Correct. However, we all know that I can turn around and do dishes for two seconds and my toddler's out the front door and I have <laughs> yeah. no idea where she's gone. Supervision, we like water watchers. So, for instance, if we were all at the pool and I was watching the kids but had to go get some food, I would say, hey, Nick, eyes on the kids. Okay. So a verbal designation to where you know you are now in charge. Mm -hmm. Also, we suggest that parents do not allow their kids to swim without them. 
Um, this is because if you allow your kids to swim without you and you're standing by the pool, kids are also going to think it's acceptable to jump in the pool without you when you're not there. Okay. Um, and accidents can happen. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, so next, alarms and doors, um, alarms on doors and windows and locks that kids can't reach. Kids are ninjas. Yep. They yep. <laughs> they climb. <laughs> they figure stuff out that we don't think that they can figure out. So that's why we highly suggest, you know, locks up high, stuff like that. Um, pool fences with self-latching gates. That right. way, if someone goes through, you know, how many times have you not turned around to check the gate behind you? So sure. we want it to self-latch. Also, again, with kids being ninjas, a gate that they can't climb up, a fence that they can't climb up. So... A mesh fence. Um, mm-hmm. There's many companies that make great, you know, great fences that kids can't climb, but that needs to be considered. CPR, of course. Okay. Yeah. First responders are busy, you know, and they're going to be there as soon as possible. But God forbid something does happen and they they don't show up for a little bit. You need to be prepared to perform CPR as soon as possible. And the last, of course, is survival swim lessons. Sure. So this is the only thing that they can take with them wherever they go. You know, we go on vacation. You can equip your own home, but we go on vacation. We can't, you know, make sure that the hotel we're staying at has a self-watching gate and a fence and alarms and all of that stuff. So no matter where they go, a kid can take survival swim lessons with them. That's one thing that they can control. Right. And you can go over to a friend's house and, right. and uh, if they're not used to being around the water or a pool, you know, it doesn't take much for a little toy to fall in and yes. to fall in right after it as Absolutely. well. So it's, it's titled infant swimming resources. Um, how early do you start teaching kids the, the ISR program? What's the earliest babies, infants that you, that you yes. have? So kids as young as six months. Um, six months to approximately 18 months, they're going to learn to roll and float. So just like you said, if there's a toy in the water and they reach for that toy, a kid without survival swim lessons is going to unfortunately be face down and not know how to roll on their back and get air. So we teach the child once they fall in to completely roll on their back and stay on their back until help arrives. Um, We want them to cry. So that's one thing with lessons. A lot of parents, it's hard for them because their kids cry. But crying is good because you're going to know they're in the water. Crying is breathing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yes. So a six-month-old. I can't imagine. Yeah, I know. It's a trip. And the first time I came out here, right, my son was two years old. And he was old enough to, to... to talk and walk, right. but to see a six month old in the water with you teaching them to swim. So it's, it's a little bit of a trip, but yes. how do you start off a six month old? Do you start with them getting okay with water? Do you not want them to be okay with water? Like- so it's a fine line because these aren't fun classes, right? We're not, they're not mommy and me splashing classes. We mm-hmm. have our primary focus and that's for them to survive. Yeah. Um, so of course I want them to be comfortable with me. I would prefer them not to scream the entire session, <laughs> but, you know, that's okay if they do, because as long as they're skilled at the end, that's what's important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, first few days, I'm gently kind of putting them on their back quickly okay, and just letting them get used to that feel. Because besides laying in a bathtub, which a six month old is probably not going to lay in a bathtub. Right, right. But probably. they haven't, right, they Maybe. haven't been on their backs in the water. So okay. it's going to be an uncomfortable feeling for them. Um, so just putting them on their backs, getting them used to that, and then weaning myself away from that picture. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we start the rollback. Okay. So first thing, 
typically if they fall on, they're going to be face down. So you right. want them to get it on their back. Get yes. used to get used to being face up. Yes. Um, and then start with okay. Now they can. Now they're face up. Now they can float. Then yes. what's the what's the objective after that? So for six months to about eighteen months, or if they're good walkers, is usually when we start swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, but just maintain their floats. So okay. a small child is just going to maintain that float until help arrives. Um, a larger child, so, you know, like Riker, swim, float, swim. So when they okay, yep. can walk really well around 18 months to two years is when we start teaching them that sequence. Okay. And our objective, objective there is, of course, for them to be able to float and get air, but also swim and reach the side if possible, okay. reach stairs, whatever's there to mm-hmm. help them get themselves out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, um, with Riker, the swim, float, swim, get to the side of the pool, and he loves that monkey crawl, too, to be able to... <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's his favorite thing. Yes. So you mentioned there there was no one in the area that did ISR before, but was there something else that kind of pushed you to, to open this program and to start teaching it? I mean, you went to school. Were you a teacher in school? Was that what your calling was? I was not. I was actually an HR director of a school district. Okay. Um, but my background's in human resources. I worked in banking doing HR. Um, I've sold real estate before, but I knew before we had Ellie that we were going to be around water a lot. My Mm -hmm. husband's a barefooter, wakeboarder. We love to be on the lake, the ocean. Um, So I started looking at lessons prior to her even being here. Mm -hmm. And I did teach swim lessons for a really short while. And at the end of those lessons, those kids... They didn't know how to do anything. Um, I taught group lessons. And I remember a mom saying to me, he's just the same as when he started. And I was so (laughs) disappointed in myself. But, you know, I had had no idea. And to be honest with you, I had no idea what I was doing because there was no previous qualifications I had to teach or had had to have to teach these kids. Um, So I knew that was not going to be right for our family. So I started researching. And um, the Today Show, there were some news outlets that had talked about ISR, and I thought that better fit our family. And so as soon as Ellie arrived, I started looking into instructors in San Antonio, and she went through ISR at 14 months, and I drove to Castle Hills in rush hour traffic, so about two hours a day for six weeks. Yeah, that's that's a haul on top of doing it every day. My daughter, so the other sample size of this, my, my, my daughter's older. She just turned six, and we had her in swim lessons, normal swim lessons at a, um, you know, at a, at a class, not a, not a survival <laughs> class, teaching them to, to kind of swim. And she wasn't able to actually swim across or, or do anything other than really splash around in the water until she was almost five. So now that my right. son, he was able to do that too, it just shows the... The, the, the difference in the progression uh, yes. there. Now she's she's a little fish. Um, <laughs> it took her a little while to get there, but ability to actually be effective in a survival situation and be in a, a, a pool like that was just night and day difference between the right. different classes that they had. So it was just really neat, um, really neat and interesting how you got into it. So it just came to me because I've got three kids. We've got a pool and granddad's the one that taught him all to swim and that's the first thing he always told him was okay when you get tired floating your back so he taught him that but this is a man who's 50 six years old so did isr where did this come from you said you saw on the today show how did this all get started i guess so it actually started in 1966 so 55 years ago it started okay um and we're actually the global leader of survival swim lessons um 
Our mission is not one more child drowns. So, of course, we want, yes, absolutely. We want to equip every child possible. Um, We say that ISR is for every child, but it is not for every parent. You know, like (laughs) we mentioned, crying is hard. Sure. But if we strap them in their car seat every single time and they cry, are we going to stop strapping them into their car seat? And the answer is no, because that's what keeps them safe. Great point. Now, drowning kills more kids than, than cars do. Um, and we still don't put all of our children in survival swim lessons. So what if I'm a parent? I say, well, I'll just put a life jacket on them or I'll just put a puddle jumper on them. Is that an effective safety measure too? Or what are your thoughts on that? So it's not. So around open water, we of course want them to have a flotation device, Mm -hmm. uh, rip currents, waves, of course, lakes are extremely deep. You know, we don't want something to happen and then God forbid them sink, um, rivers, you know, heavy currents as well. Around open water, absolutely. Put your kid in a good life jacket. Yep. But around pools, there's actually no flotation device that is approved for pools. Coast Guard approved means for open vessels, wow. recreational okay. and commercial vessels, there's no flotation device that is approved for pool use. I'm going to go look at my stuff. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> right? to see if there's a note on there. I'm telling you, it's not. Yeah. And, you know, one thing about flotation devices and the reason we discourage them so much is because they give kids a false sense of security. Okay. And when you speak to parents that have lost their children to drowning, most of them say they were in a puddle jumper. Oh, and, gosh. you know, they're in this puddle jumper. They jump in. They bob right up. They have no idea that they can't do that without the pedal jumper. Yeah. So forget they didn't have it on. Right. Absolutely. Um, so the false sense of security, but also it puts them in a vertical position, which mm-hmm. is what we call the drowning position. So of course, floating is horizontal. Okay. Yeah. So when they're vertical, studies that studies show that a child under four years old cannot maintain a vertical position. It's too really? fatiguing. Okay. So the pedal jumper, it creates muscle memory yeah. of them being straight up and down. Yeah. And that's how they tire out the quickest right? too. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you think, I mean, obviously open water, you correlate the two, um, and safety, but the habits that they, that they teach the kids and in a pool setting like that, you're absolutely right. I mean, how many three-year-olds check if their puddle jumper is on before right? they jump in the water? Yes. Um, they're as well. So if someone was interested, if someone had an infant, um, and you said you start as early as six months up to what's the oldest someone can get into a ISR class. So ISR is up to six years. Um, we can teach older than that. It kind of varies, you know, per ISR instructor. Mm-hmm. My pool, unfortunately is not deep enough to teach a really large kid. Cause Be- they can stand up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So if I'm trying to get them to float and they put their feet down, they're That's probably not going to go Right. Right. So, um, up to six years, but some ISR instructors do teach past that. Okay. Good to know. Yes. Well, um, so I'm just going to go back through a few of the, these because they're super important. Um, the the five things that you teach, supervision. So obviously, don't let kids swim on their own. Yes. Designated water watchers. So verbally um, affirm or confirm that someone is watching um, if you turn around and, and are, are not able to watch as well. Yes. Don't swim alone. Alarms on doors and windows. So when you say that alarms on doors and windows, exiting your house out to the pool on gates. Yes, uh, absolutely. And they even make alarms that you can put in the pool to where if there's a ripple in the pool, that alarm's going to go off. Right. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, 
I was thinking even just like a little bell or something. If, if hey, you don't have a security too. system, yeah. just something to notify, right? Yeah, right. they're going in there. But I have seen. Now that you mentioned that, I have seen those where someone, something, or someone falls in the pool <laughs> and it, it sends off an alarm too. And also um, pet doors. So I didn't touch on that. Oh, because kids so, climb out the pet doors. My yeah. kid is out <laughs> my dog door all the time. Didn't even so, think about that. Yes. Yeah. It's a great one to be aware of as well. Self-latching gates. So if you open the gate, it closes on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the five, but then also no CPR, a lot of CPR classes, and you can, I'm sure even take online or watch YouTube videos to be right. familiar with CPR. Um, and then obviously the survival swim lessons is a big uh, deterrent and something that kids can take with them as yes. well. So if, if people are interested in, in your program, what's the best way to find out more info about South Texas ISR? Uh, South Texas ISR can be found on Facebook. I also have a website, SouthTexasISR.com. If you're not in our area per se, or, um, you know, we talked about my classes filled up in minutes, um, there are other ISR instructors. And while I may be the closest one, I highly recommend reaching out to any ISR instructor because we say the sooner the safer. Um, I would hate for someone to wait for me to have an opening and in that time something happened. Um, So if they go to infantswim.com, they can put in their location and it'll bring up all the instructors around them. Um, I'd reach out to to everyone if possible. You said South Texas ISR, is that Texas TX or Texas Uh, spelled spelled out? out. Spelled out. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. And never think it won't happen to you. So Ellie actually, we enrolled her at 14 months old. Mm -hmm. She learned the roll and float in Castle Hills. Um, and it was one of those things that I was like, you know, if we take her, she'll never need it. Right. But she's equipped and we have a few neighbors around here that don't have fences around their pools. And they're my husband and two other guys were standing about five feet from one of the neighbor's pool. And I was loading the golf cart, probably about 15 feet away. And I heard her start whining. And of course my mom instinct, this is a few months after she completed lessons. Yeah. I was like, why is my kid whining? Turn around and she is floating fully clothed with her shoes on in the pool. And there was a golf ball at the bottom of the pool. She was on the floor. That's what we think. We think that she had thrown the golf ball and it bounced in and there was no splash. The guys five feet away had no idea until I started running towards the pool. So don't allow yourself to believe that it won't happen to you because it's a leading cause of death. It very well could. Yeah, as as a as a father of two, my heart's dropped like half a dozen times as we <laughs> talked through this on this uh, on this right. segment alone too. And right. and, and um, we put in a pool this year as well, and we had the we have the the vertical uh, fence on there with the self latching gate and, and researching it. I mean, it's actual it's Texas pool code that you're supposed to have a, yes. a, a fence around your, around your pool. Right. Um, now we're out in the country. Not everyone has that. Um, but it's, it's there for a reason. And it just goes to show you can control your pool, your house. Um, but you know, kids wander off and they go do. to their neighbors or go to over to friends and may not have the same safety mechanisms in place. So right. ISR is something they can always take with them. And Absolutely. so I know you even do, Fully clothed, you, you have them in the pool with their fully clothed or fully clothed with shoes on and with a jacket on and winter gear. So real diapers, yeah. yeah. We want them to be as prepared as possible because most drownings happen when you're not supposed to be in the water, mm-hmm. which means most of the time they have their clothes totally. on. Yeah. So we want to prepare them. We don't want them to get in the water and that be the first time that they experience that extra weight. So sure. yeah, we do put them in the clothes for that reason. Well, anything else uh, you'd like to share, like? The, the, Laver- the, the Lavernia community know about 
pool safety, um, Texas ISR um, resources is, is your company. Anything else that we can add before we close? Um, just equip your kiddos. Get them in swim lessons. And all swim lessons aren't created equal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to put down any other swim instructors in our area or anyone in general. But if they're mommy and me classes or they are teaching your kids to splash and have fun, um, water is fun after you're skilled. We say skills before thrills. Um, we don't want kids to think it's fun and then jump in and not have those skills. Um, so get them equipped. Make sure they can float. Floating is pertinent. Um, yeah, it's is, the best gift you can give your kid. Is an equal opportunity? activity because I swear I still can't float. I can teach you. I think I can teach you. you know as long I mean? as like you don't put your Some people are always down, like, I, I just can't it. float. I have no buoyancy, yeah. that, you know, but every kid can float. I mean, you're... You know, so they can. I, I've had a few that, man, that float has taken a long time and the parents are just like, what is going on? I swear they eat rocks. Oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. But no, everyone can float. It's just a skill learned. And you know, I think back in my grandparents' day, they're like, oh, toss a kid in, they'll float. Oh, I tried that. Yeah, it, it didn't work. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. So, yes, everyone can float, though. Good. No, that was Riker coming out as a refresher. I, I didn't I didn't throw him. Out. I kind of put him out there and said, I know you know how to do this. Um, yeah. It takes some refreshing, it does. Yes. Um, and when we teach you how to float, Kenneth, we'll have to record it yes. and we can right. do a live podcast. <laughs> a live podcast. Yes. That's in there. Yeah. Well, Shauna, I really do appreciate the information and, and, and keep doing what you're doing, teaching these uh, these precious babies how to how to survive in those situations. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks so much. And thanks for helping me advocate for such an important cause. It's a, it's a very worthy cause, so we're happy to do it. Well, thanks again. Yes, thanks. Wow, what an important topic to cover today. And Shauna did want us to remind everyone that the ISR program is not a fail-safe program, which is why there's several pillars to water safety that the uh, ISR organization is built around. This is a key component to it and a a great way to increase the chances of survival in an emergency situation or in a situation where an infant or a youngster would fall into the pool or fall off a boat or fall into any body of water for that matter. For myself personally, as a a father of a three and a six-year-old, and Kenneth as a father of three as well, it's our number one duty to keep our kids safe and prepare them for the dangers that the world presents. And this is a great way to help uh, further ensure and and help with their safety around water. So we're real fortunate to have someone like Shauna in our community to help teach our little ones to survive in the water, to teach them to swim. Um, and just very fortunate to have that program available to members of this community. We really do appreciate you listening. If you want to find out more um, about the Laverne Proud podcast, check out our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. You can search Laverne Proud podcast and both of those should come up. If you want to contact us, you can reach us through the Facebook page through Messenger or send us an email at lvtxmediagroup at gmail.com. The Laverne Proud Podcast. We are a production of the LVTX Media Group LLC, and we appreciate your listening. Until next time, take pride in yourself and your community. God bless.